Welcome to the Mama Truth Show, where soulful mamas embrace the whole truth of the messiness and magic of motherhood. Check us out at mamatruthshow.com. Here's your host, Amy Ehlers, the Wake Up Call Coach. Happy Mama Truth Monday. It's Amy Ehlers, the Wake Up Call Coach here. And as always, I am thrilled to bring you a woman who I greatly admire, a woman who has so much poise and so much grace. I've seen her speak numerous times, and I've also had the pleasure of being with her and her little boy and having playdates together. So I know her in many different facets, the amazing Casey Baker. Um, she uh, was previously an investment banking analyst and assistant to two senators. And she's now an international women's thought leadership and public speaking trainer, a speechwriter, and a two-time TEDx speaker. And she is amazing. You can check her out at CaseyBaker.com. And I invited her here to the Mama Truth Show today to talk to us about our voice as moms. And I know for so many of you, you may have lost your voice when you became a mom or forgotten your voice, or maybe a new voice is emerging within you. And I couldn't think of anyone better to bring to the Mama Truth Show than Casey Baker to talk about that. So welcome, Casey. Thank you. I'm so, <laughs> so honored and excited to be here. Yay. Yay. Well, talk, you know, talk to me a little bit to just kind of get us in here about what you've noticed. I know that you work and you specialize in unleashing the brilliance of women's voices, which I love. And, you know, what have you noticed about women's voices in particular, and maybe even what you are noticing about being a mom yourself and mom's voices? Mm. Well, you know, I, I, one thing I definitely notice about uh, two couple of things. One is, is that I, I think that having a child and this definitely feels true with so many people that I know who have had children, men and women. Um, but here specifically about women, I mean, it, it just, it connects you to the world in a whole new way. Mm. Um, so, so there is a deep care about the, the future well-being of our world, about um, legacy, about um, making sure that our children grow up in, a, in an environment that supports their their most full, healthy, uh, fully expressed selves, and and those concerns, and that 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 is like an expansion and a deepening of our love and our perspective into community, and um, and I you know I, I think that there's a lot of desire to make a difference in the world uh, because our our children ignite us in that way. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I remember my dad saying to me many years ago, I mean, way before I even had a thought about a child, but he was like, you know, I feel that your deepest work in life and your deepest sense of purpose will come once you have a child. And, and he's, it's so true. It's absolutely true. Mm. Um, so I think that there, there's kind of a mix of, of both that and you know, we, we are so, it's kind of like once you have a child, anybody has had one, it's like, you know, it's like you enter in like a total, enter into a totally different dimension. You know, it's a dimension of uh, sleep deprivation at yes. times <laughs> and having to care for this other being. And it's amazing how much time that can take. And, um, and, and, and it's, it's, it's just, it's like a whole other realm. So, so, so much of our attention and focus gets put on caring for another being that it can leave very little time for ourselves, especially if like we have jobs, you know, it's like 
to even contemplate how can I put my voice out into the world? How can I speak up about things I care about? It's like most of the time we feel like we don't even have time or the resources. So, so it's, it's both, both things can be existing at the same time, this depth of care and a sense of just, just not enough time for me to do that. I, I love what you're saying because it is such a paradox of how connected, like you were saying, you know, that spark that gets ignited within each of us when we become a mom, that connection to the earth, that connection to wanting to make the world a better place for our children, for our children's children, for our grandchildren's children, you know, all of that. There is that spark. And then the paradox of having the exhaustion and the overwhelm and not as much time and not as much energy to devote to that can kind of leave a lot of women, I think, in gridlock, like that place of just paralysis of like, I don't even, I can't even take a shower today. How can I actually make a difference in the world? How can I actually find my own voice when I can't even like attend to my own bodily needs? You know, it's like, it's crazy, the paradox of that. It's true. It's really true. You know, I mean, I, I remember, um, when I, when Connor was, I don't know, I, I, it might've been like December or January. He was born November 1st, like December or January, something like that. I wanted to write a blog post about the experience of giving birth and a realization that I had when I had gave birth that was really massively profound and life changing for me. And, um, and I had no time. I had no time. And so, but you know, the gift that I got from that is like, I decided I I needed to do it because it felt alive in me. And, and I had literally like a nap, a nap to, 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 you know, it was like, that was it. You know, maybe I have 30 minutes until he wakes up, maybe 45, maybe I would have an hour and a half. I don't know. But I had like, and, and so it became this like, okay, I only have like 30, 45 minutes, maybe to rock this out. And I'm going to do it today because it's feeling alive for me today. So what is the most important, essential thing that I need to say? And how can I get to it? And, and so it actually became this like incredible creative process of refining. Like you have a major time constraint. And this thing is inside of you that you really want to say. You don't necessarily have 10 hours to work on a blog post. Like some people, you know, take like many, yeah. many hours to work on and perfect a blog post. Um, and a lot of my writings can get very lengthy. It's like, I, this, so it was this beautiful exercise of getting like what is most essential, the most important thing that I have to say, none of the other fluff. And I, and I rocked that thing out. And then I ended up revising it, sending it out. And to this day, that is the most popular blog post I've ever put out there. Oh you know, it's gosh. had thousands of views. Yeah. And because it just got to the point, it got to the heart of it. And so that's, that's what I'm seeing oftentimes in motherhood is whatever it is, the work that we're up to in the world. If you want to produce something creatively, if there's a piece of writing that you want to put out, you know, you don't have necessarily this concept of like, I have all this time. It's actually, you have this amazing combination of a desire to say something or do something or create something that matters. And you have a limited amount of time to do it. So what is the most important, essential, focused thing that you got to do or say to get out there? And oftentimes that's the best stuff because there's no fluff around it. Yeah. It's just the core of what your truth is. And that stuff resonates. I love it. I love it. I remember that blog post, by the way. I, I totally remember it. And I remember 
Um, well, I remember quite a few different postings on Facebook that you did in the early years of Connor's life that I just was like, okay, I have to hang out with Casey Baker. She is so awesome. I was like, oh my God, like the way that you were able, like you said, to just distill it down to its absolute essence with no fluff, just, okay, here's the, fr my freaking truth people check this out. And just the incredible response that I saw people around you, which was no surprise to me, but of the response to that truth, I'm curious if you'd be willing to share what that core essence was that you alluded to in this blog post that you wrote that you discovered during the birthing process of Connor. Mm, thank you. Yeah. yeah. We can't, we can't leave that open loop open, you know, yeah. we can't do it, Casey. Uh, <laughs> oh man. So, so the story on it is that I, I gave birth at home. Um, and, uh, I was in labor for probably 26 hours mm. and, uh, and about, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was like, it was like towards the end, you know, I mean, it was like, Connor was like, he was like in the canal, like, you know, like I could literally like reach up and top, touch the top of his head. You know I mean? It was like, he was like, his body was like, he was coming. The kid was coming. And, um, I just remember I was on the, the, uh, the, 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 there was a guest bedroom on the bottom floor of our house in Sedona where we were living when I birthed Connor. And I was so tired and it, it was so intense. It was just so beyond intense of anything that I could have ever imagined in my entire life. And I just remember thinking and saying over and over and over again, I can't do this. I don't, I don't think I can do this. Oh my God, I cannot do, I can't do it. I don't think I can do it. And my midwife, you know, finally, looked at me and said, you are doing this. And, and that's when it really hit me. I was like, oh my God, you know, anything that we engage in creatively, it's very nature is to be filled with doubt. Yeah. Doubt is an essential part of the creative process. Like it is, it is. It is. It is an essential part of the creative process, and it's there for a very specific reason. Because what had me then get through the end of that, you know, what 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 ended up giving me this 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 energy um, and willingness to continue on, you know, I mean, this is this was going to happen even if I didn't like decide I didn't want to do it anymore. I mean, the baby's coming. Um, so, but but. I realized that in that space of seeing that doubt and seeing that, oh my God, there's doubt and I'm doing it. Like there is doubt and I'm doing it. Yeah. And, and, and getting that that's just part of how it is. And it just frees you up to stop being fixated on, oh my God, the doubt just shouldn't be here. Right. If I were in this like perfect creative process, the way it's supposed to be, like there would be no doubt. That's bullshit. It's total bullshit. That's yeah. a, that's like a that's like a complete lie, and anybody who tries to tell you that that's the case has not gone deep enough in birthing what is most essentially true for them. Um, because doubt is the ultimate refiner. It will help to get us like when doubt comes up and we're in the creative process. It, what it is is it actually serves as this massive invitation for us to look more deeply at what is it that we are most deeply committed to. Right. And, and what we will often find is that 
and putting out there in the world, whether it's some creative work or a blog post or um, music that we're creating or a business or, or whatever it is that we're creating, we'll see that, that if it's really anchored in our soul, the thing that we're creating, that there is an enormous amount of like incredible love driving this thing. And when we can come back to the love that was the genesis, the love and the, the love that was the genesis for this creative inspiration in the first place, it, 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 it gets it, it has us become stronger in birthing whatever it is that we're creating in this world. Um, and it also has us become much more authentic. It's like when you dive below that doubt and you see it for what it is, it's just, it's here to help you look deeper, to choose, to, to come back into, to ground into the love that is wanting to push us out here in the first place. It aligns you with that love and it makes you more real and it makes whatever you're producing and creating more authentic and honest. And, um, and that was, so that was a massive, that was a massive breakthrough for me. Um, and wow. it shifted life. Yeah. Wow. I, and I know there's so many mamas that are listening right now that have something on their heart that they want to create, that they want to give, that they're being called to. And there, there might be right now in this experience of having that doubt come forth and that decision of do you let the doubt stop you? Do you let the doubt make the decision about it? And I love, mm. I love what you're saying of going, go deeper, that the doubt is actually, and we talk about this all the time in inner mean girl reform school, because that doubt voice is of course the voice of the inner mean girl. She's the one that's there attacking when we're doing creative projects, when we're having any sort of growth experience, whether it's around motherhood or a creative expression or a book that we're writing or whatever it is. It's like, there she is with her doubt megaphone spewing that fear in our direction and to have that so viscerally in you during the birthing process of feeling it like like right there and then to have someone be able to look you in the eyes and say but you are doing it right now i mean that is that is incredibly profound and i know i needed to hear this today and i know there's so many moms that are listening right now that also needed to hear it so thank you so much for sharing that Oh, yeah, totally. I, I mean, I, I felt like that was an insight for me. As soon as I had it, you know, it's so funny. It's like, I, as soon as I had that insight, I'm like in birth. I'm so, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, I, I have to share this with the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, man. Um, doubt, man. It, it's, it is such a... Um, it, it can be insidious. I always loved, I remember I freaked out right before I got married to my husband, Rob, about committing and about doubt. And the doubt came forth hugely for me before we got married. And I read this quote that um, I'm, I'm not remembering exactly who said it, but the quote is, commitment is healthiest when it's not without doubt, but in spite of doubt. Mm. And I feel like that's exactly what we're talking about here of that. It's like the doubt is actually the sign that it's real, that it's like you said, anchored into your truth, that it's that deep. And I know for me, launching the Mama Truth show, launching all of this has been wrought with doubt <laughs> for me. 
and, and really any of my creative projects, whether writing a book or any of the things that I've done in my work and, and that I've done with having another baby and having my first baby and all of that, there was so much doubt that surrounded it. But knowing that it was like in spite of the doubt, it's like, I see you doubt. And even though you're here and present, I'm moving forward anyway, because that's how much I value this. That's how much this matters. Mm. Oh God. I love that. It's so true. So true. I mean, it's, it's, um, I just, I have, I have such deep respect, you know, for anybody who's out there creating anything, um, authentic in their life, anything that's sourced from vision or inspiration, because, um, it's such a profound process, you know, initially it can feel so amazing, right? We have this incredible idea. Like, Oh my God, I want to go do this thing. You know, I'm going to go write this book. I'm going to, I want to go, you know, create this music album or I want to do what, whatever it is, right? And it can feel so beautiful and we can get an action around it. But man, that self-doubt can just, it just take, can take us right off and away from it. And so we end up so many times in our lives with these unexpressed diamonds inside of us. And there's so much suffering, you know, of... Yeah of not allowing those things out and it's very real. And so, you know, I think to be really healthy in our lives and to, to really feel deeply fulfilled, like we have to go through that soul journey of birthing those things. Um, even in, in, in like, like, like finding that strength of self and the strength of our love really is what it is like that strength of love that can look and, and even in the face of self doubt, even in the face of self doubt, still choose to create. So I just want all of you listening right now to just feel into that for a moment, maybe even close your eyes if it's safe to do so, if you're not driving a vehicle, um, and just check in with yourself about, you know, are there any expressions, any pieces of truth, any projects that you have allowed doubt to hijack from you? And is there anything that you are willing, as you sit here listening to Casey and I talk about this, is there that inner wisdom space within you that's going that one, that one, that one, that is beckoning for you to actually call that forth again? Is there an idea that you have let go of because the doubt swooped in and just hijacked it? Is there you know, a blog post that you know you are destined to write that you haven't written? Is there a project or a fundraiser at your child's school that you had that impulse of like, oh, I really want to do this. And then the doubt came in. Like, let's just make a commitment in this moment to not let the doubt rob us of what we're really here to do. And what we're here to do as women, what we're here to do as moms. It's so important. Every single one of you listening, it's so important that you, that you carry it forth. And so just do that inventory with yourself. You might even want to journal about it a little bit. Take it to meditation if that's something that works for you on a walk. Take that inquiry. Is there something that you've allowed doubt to stop that you know that you need to actually start again? Really important to look at that. And I know, um, you know, Casey, before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about how motherhood can kind of swoop in for some women. And it it can be such a huge identity crisis. Um, I know for me, in a lot of ways, it really was of just just the lifestyle that I was like, when you're talking about of, you know, doing the writing and 
Um, and having, you know, I, I know when I wrote my first book, the first draft of my first book I did before I had had children and, um, you know, I mean, I spent hours at coffee shops just languishing in the writing process and talking with my friend and how, oh yeah, I'll have another cup of coffee or whatever, you know, this like languishing. And then, you know, by the time I wrote my second book, it was like, I, and, you know, and I co-authored that with the amazing Christina Rilo who, um, doesn't have children. And so it was like, she kept having this desire to like go and, meditate for five hours before even writing and going away for three weekends, whatever. And I had like an eight month old baby and I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm scheduled from 10 to 12 to get the shit done. Like mm-hmm. I, like I, like my lifestyle could not be further from that. And it was such an interesting thing to see how different our writing processes were. And I was like, I don't even know, like our process might've been so much more similar had I not had children and especially had a baby at the time. But boy, it was such a huge contrast to the way that I even wrote my first book or the way that I used to operate. And that, you know, the loss of, of spontaneity and of kind of that languishing, I, you know, that energy that we can just kind of soak in, I feel like gets lost for a lot of women and then they lose contact with their voice. Mm. How do you, in, in the work that you do in the world, Casey, how do you help women really unleash that voice if it's been tethered or forgotten or they're like, I don't even know? Mm. Well, you know, I, I, I find it very, very rare that a woman would not know about something inside of her that she cares about deeply. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's present for us all the time. I mean, and it doesn't have to be like, I'm going to go solve world hunger. Right. right. I mean, this could be like, you know, I care very much that like there's crap in my kid's school and that's the only options that he has to eat when he goes there. You know, right. I mean, like it can be stuff that it's like just so like in our everyday life, but you know, chances are that, that if you're feeling that, so are other people. Yeah. And um, I have this amazing client of mine right now. I'm helping her write her talk. She's the founder of Ecstatic Dance, which is this big movement mm. um, in Oakland. And they do it in like 40 cities all over the world. And anyways, she's been drawn to bring her message out. And for a long time, it's, she's just never had like a voice to, to share. I mean, it's just not, there's like a massive edge to her. She's been like by nature, very shy. Mm. And, um, you know, she she talks about how, she experienced a dance thing in Hawaii and fell in love with it and came back to Oakland and was like looking around and like trying to figure out like what, you know, where's the thing that's like that dance thing that I went to that I loved and why doesn't somebody do that? And like, she went to all these classes and there wasn't anything that was like it. And she was really frustrated. She was like, why doesn't somebody do that? What, where is it? And then one day she realized she was like, Oh shit, it's me. I, I, I have to do that. And I don't know how, but I'm just going to take the first step and start figuring it out. And now it's like this, you know, international movement and it didn't start off that way, but it just was like her wanting to create an alternative to something that she wasn't seeing in her community. And, and, and so that's one of the first places I would say to any, any woman, especially moms, you know, who you feel like so much of your life has just been like in the, in the zone of, of, of being the mama, but there's something that you feel like, I want to 
I need to express and I need to have, I want to make a difference because I really care and like, and I want to be heard and I want to be seen. And, and, and that's a very real holy desire. Um, that's the first thing I would say to you is that like, that's a holy desire. That's a, that's a deeply sacred desire. It's very easy for us to put guilt or shame or, or um, some kind of doubt around the desire to be seen and heard. Um, because when that's arising, I've, I've been there, I've been, you know, kind of like, Oh God, that's so selfish. It's so narcissistic. Like, so whatever. But actually, if you have the desire to be seen and heard, usually it's, it's probably coupled with a very deep care about something that you want to be a stand for. So that's the first thing is to be a yes to that desire in yourself and, and to just, just by the nature of start being a yes to it, you're going to start to open to some more of the creativity that lies inside of it. And and so that's the first thing. And then, and then the second thing is, is um, I would say, you know, allow, allowing yourself to start to daydream about mm-hmm. what it, just daydream about what it is that you would love to be saying and, and imagining like, like the kind of impact that you would love to see about you getting out there to speak up in your, whether it's like your local community at a kid's school and you're just like, I just want to go in there and make a difference. I'm going to go to that PTA meeting. I'm going to say something. Yeah. Or, you know, it could be like that. Um, or it could be like, you know, I, I really want to go speak at TED because I really care about this, this issue. And I want to make sure the whole world knows about it. I mean, it's like wherever your imagination goes, just letting yourself be a yes to the furthest, farthest reaches of your daydreaming uh, reverie imagination. Just allow yourself. We, we, we clap down on that so much, I think. And our psychic is we're told it's not practical or it's not doable or any of that stuff. And it's just not true. Um, it's a really important gift and skill is that, that visualization, allowing that desire to, to come like, and to feel it in your body. And then the other thing that I want to say is, is that you know, it's really easy to think, well, you know, I want to I speak up and I want to make a difference about, let's say it's some domain in life, okay? Let's say you, you care about... Um, um, you, you, you're like really passionate about the environment mm-hmm. and, and there's things that you really want to get out there and speak about because you know that it's time, you know that we need more people to be speaking about it and you know that we've got to make a difference and you really care. But then this thought comes in like, well, there's already other people out there speaking about this. Like what difference would it make if I did it? You know, it's like, yeah. who am I? There's other people already really well known. I'm just a nobody, all that stuff. Well, here's, here's, the, here's, the, here's the reality around this, okay? So the reality is, is that if you are receiving an idea or a piece of wisdom about something that, is, that you know has the possibility to open people's minds and create positive transformation in our world, that you, that, that, idea, that idea is actually like an idea whose time has come. And and you are just one of many receptors for that idea. There, there, there are many people who are tuning into that idea. And, and some of them are just an open, free yes to allowing that idea to come through them and to sharing about it. And so they're building messaging and platform and, and getting out there and sharing about it. But the thing is, is that that person over there has a particular essence, right? They have a particular essence. And you have a particular essence and your essences are completely different. As a matter of fact, nobody has the same essence as you. It's completely unique to you, who you are, to the expression of your soul and your body. I mean, it's totally unique. So 
there are people out there in this world who can only receive the idea that you are feeling called to share th through you. They can only get it and receive it through you because they are vibing on not only the idea and the message, but also your essence. It's like a particular alchemy. It's like a lock and a key. And they, they may not be opened by, you know, Sally Sue over here who's sharing that idea because she has a completely different essence. They're not going to vibrate match with her. They're not going to resonate with her, but they'll resonate with you. And that's why it's so important to not only share the incredible ideas that are coming through you, but for you to be completely authentic and real in how you share it so that people can really be opened by that incredible, unique combination of that idea coming through you, your essence, because that's the, that's the unique alchemy that's going to open their minds and their hearts to receiving that idea and, and, uh, and, and making a difference in how they then live their lives. Mm. It, uh, it, yeah, it's like that quote, it's all been said before, but not by you. That's right. And That's right. It, yeah, and I mean, I think that it's something that really that big fat lie, as I would call it, of, you know, you have nothing original to say, therefore don't say it. it it's like, it, like you're saying, it really is about you being able to say it in your voice to the people that are being drawn to you you know, we've all had that experience with loved ones too, where we say something to her blue in the face and then they're at a dinner party and so-and-so says the exact same sentence that you've said to your husband 25 times, but he hears it for the first time mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, or to your child where it's like, oh, that teacher taught in that way. It's the exact same principle that this other teacher has taught till they were blue in the face. And it's like, oh, it resonated. It came through the right person at the right time in the right way and it has finally been heard and there is just not enough um there's never a way for you all of you that are listening right now each of you has something unique to say and and i just thank you so much casey for what you just said and i know that it's really calling forth a lot of people that are listening right now so thank you Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I know we're, we're wrapping up here, but um, something that I like to ask all the guests on the Mama Truth show is just to share what's messy and what's magical about motherhood for you these days, Casey Baker. Oh, mm, okay. So what's, let me see which one comes to me first, mm. the messy or the magical. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Wow, I mean, there's got there's definitely messy stuff, and I'm just having a uh, I'm just so having a hard time blanking on that. Let me let me come to the magical one. Yeah, first. please. The magical one. Oh my god. <laughs> I just so enjoy my son. Mm. He is just such an extraordinary human being to be with, and I just I love his affection. I just, I'm in this amazing space of, we just hug and kiss a lot. Um, he's, he's talking a lot. And so it's, it's, <laughs> I'm enjoying his like beginning of negotiation skills. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's, it's very, it's very, it's very, it's very awesome. Um, and I just, I just love being with him. I know mm. I just, I love our times 
cuddling and I love, um, and that's, that's one thing, you know, that I just am like, so like got to get all the cuddles in now. Cause I know that at some point, very natural to their, his development, he's not going to want to cuddle and hug as much, you know, when he gets a bit older. Um, so I, I don't take any of that for granted and mm, mm. I'm, I'm just, I'm just really soaking it in, even opening all of my ability to receive more and more, you know, mm. um, to really soak that in while this is the phase that we're in. And, um, what is, well, right now bedtime is feeling a bit messy. Yeah. Um, we don't, I mean, we've had like a, a bedtime routine, but now it's like, we're kind of like, uh, what do you do with somebody who like gets into negotiation about everything? Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm realizing there are a couple to, you know, I mean, now and then I kind of like cave in to his negotiation and, and, and I'm not as firm and like what my boundaries are. And so I'm learning, you know, Yeah. how Absolutely. I need to create even like tighter structure around some of that. So it doesn't turn into this like super long drawn out affair every night, um, which recently it's felt a little like that. So I got it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bedtime. That, that's all you needed to say, Casey. I think we can all relate to that. Oh, great. Oh my gosh. Right. Okay. It's, oh my gosh. It can be a very messy time of day. Well, like everyone's tired, you know? Oh my gosh. And that little Connor negotiating. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Casey, for being on the Mama Truth show. I so appreciate it and just highly recommend head on over everyone to caseybaker.com. Casey is spelled K and then C, caseybaker.com. It'll be in the show notes as well. And she has an awesome free gift um, about some tools um, to help you write your talk and deliver it brilliantly and change the world. So hop on over to caseybaker.com and take her up on that free gift. Thank you all so much for tuning in and make sure to tune in next week where we're going to be talking about the power of belonging and how important it is for us as mamas to make sure that our kids feel like they belong and for us to also feel like we belong. So we'll be talking about that on the next Mama Truth show. In the meantime, it's Amy Ehler signing off, sending you all so much love. Remember, embrace the messiness and the magic of motherhood. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like what you've heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share the Mama Truth show with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. And make sure to visit mamatruthcircle.com to become part of our free community of soulful mamas. Until next time, keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood. <laughs>